Hello and welcome to Pre-Cure Podcast Engage, the podcast where we try and watch the entire Pretty Cure franchise. I am Charlie, your fairy partner, Chipo. And I'm Protector of the Light, Cure Cassidy. And today we are watching episode 23 of Futariwa, Danger, the Summer Camp Training Nightmare. Also known as Summer Camp Fiasco. Uh... The Wikipedia listing for the other title also drops the word training. It just says the summer camp nightmare. Hmm. That's interesting because technically they're both on like training camps for their clubs or sports teams. So I feel like that's part of it. Because they're not technically at summer camp. Maybe it doesn't matter. We start the episode with the uh, lacrosse team practicing in a field. Nagisa goes to shoot a basket, but it hits the edge of the net instead and, like, flies off. And mm-hmm. Akane, uh, who is here, I guess she's helping them out? Yeah, she's there as the trainer for the summer camp, basically. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Easily one of my favorite characters. She scolds Nagisa for missing the shots. And we get a recap about last time where Nagisa's like, she's not sure like what's going on with Ikubo, like what, why he left without and saying he'll be back next time to do something. She knows that like he's very powerful. He might be too powerful for them because, you know, last time they uh, fought Ikubo, they had to like use the energy around them. What's that? the power of creation or was it i don't remember what happened it was like some power that ikubo had drained from the earth mm-hmm. but once we cut back now that narsa has missed the shot <laughs> akane says she has to run to the training camp which i feel is a little unfair but no it's that's a thing that happens in sports training if you mess up you have to run laps i never really did sports Especially in sports that, like, required us to, like, go to other places. We didn't have, like, training. Because I did, like, sports over the summer. Like, fall. Like, in my town. So I don't know a lot about sports. A lot of baseball practices were I had to run around, like, even, like, during warm-ups, they would just run around, like, a lap around the field. Yes. That's, turns out, baseball field. Pretty big. I believe you. They seem like they would be pretty big. We then cut to the Dusuku Zone, where Ikubo... He's telling the Jakku King that he knows where the stones are located and he's gonna get them. The Jakku King says, do not underestimate the light. I mean, they did murder three of them and then who knows what happened to Kiria. We still haven't, we haven't seen him since his exit, but he could still be alive. He could. Maybe. Uh, after that, after the uh, Ikubo's like, I won't underestimate them, we see Nagisa actually running after uh, Akane, running to the summer camp while Akane's riding on her bike. Yeah, it's a scene from Punch-Out. It's when you're in between the cups after you beat like the first main boss, and then you have to follow Doc Lewis when you're wearing the pink hoodie. I, is Punch-Out a game? Yeah. You don't, you don't know from Punch-Out? No, I don't think I know that game at all. It's like a classic game. 
Huh. I'm going to send you a screenshot of the exact thing I'm talking about. All right. If I can find a good picture of it. Um, none of these pictures are good, is the thing. These all suck. Um, someone, like, made, like, a nice art from it, so I'll do that instead. Okay. Oh. A video game for the Super Nintendo. There was a sequel called Super Punch-Out, and then there was Punch-Out for the Wii, which is the most recent one. It's the one that Little Mac is from. You play as Little Mac. He's tiny. But Punch good. Alright. I don't think I've ever played this game. Mm, It's probably true. It used to be called Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, but then they dropped it and it was Punch-Out featuring Mr. Dream. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Anyways, environmental science. (sighs) Yes, because uh, after the two of them admire how it's a beautiful day and Arkansas gets yelled at for stopping, we hear Honoka's voice. And we see that she's down by a river with the other science club members. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly what they're doing. They seem to be... Someone takes a picture of the river, and I'm sure they're It's environmental science. Listen. They're, like, looking at water, checking out local wildlife, and, you know, the rocks, checking the sedimentation. The principal's there. The principal is there. He decided to hang out with the science club members. Yeah. Uh, he falls (laughs) into the river. Yeah, uh, because we see, uh, Honoka talk with Yuriko, and he came along because he said he wants to commune with nature alongside the students. And then he ends up falling into uh, a river, into the river. And he starts, like, doing that thing where, like, he thinks he's drowning, but, like, the water is just so shallow that, like, once he stops freaking out, he's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to say before, that if there's two things I don't know anything about, it's sports and science, so. I covered pretty much anything you need to know about what's happening here. Yes. Honoka is like, you know, you're going to get sick if you stay in your wet clothes, so I'll go get you a towel. And at that point, we see that Nagisa has made it to the building that they're all staying in. And uh, Meepo calls out to her because he probably wants to be fed. Uh, She's like, God, I'm too tired to move. Just whatever it is, it can wait. And then he's like, there's a snake. She's like freaking out. And he's like, see, you're not too tired to move. The little jerk. So rude. Meepo remains to be the worst. Uh, but then Honoka shows up. And Nagisa seems kind of surprised that Honoka is here. But Honoka's like, you knew our trainings were going to overlap. Like, don't you remember? And then Honoka asks about how Akane is as a coach. Nagisa's like, yeah, she's great. It's real cool that she gets to come back and help out with the team. Yeah. And then... The next scene did answer a question I had when we saw the principal. I'm like, the principal's here. Is the vice principal also here? And the answer is yes. They are both here for these training camps. Mm-hmm. Because they go back and forth and trying to make an announcement. Like they both try and grab the microphone. Not the microphone. The, uh, what is it called? Megaphone. Megaphone, yes. So they could speak, and the vice principal is the one who ends up uh, getting a hold of it. And he makes the announcement that lights are out at 10 o'clock, and they have to be up at 6, and breakfast is at 7.30. What are they supposed to be doing for an hour and a half? I guess getting ready? Showering? Maybe. Well, well, we see that later someone was in the baths, so it's probably that. Yeah, maybe they have some pre-breakfast training. It's been a long time since I went to a summer camp. I'm old. 
Mm. We also see that Narisa and Honoka are sharing a room. I guess this means they got to pick their rooms and want yeah, to like yeah. assign them. So this is the thing that I was sending you that picture for, because uh, Narisa likes to be on the top top bunk. Ah, yes. It's like that. I sent Charlie a pic. It's a screenshot from that '70s show of the dog on the counter. Why is the dog on the counter? He just likes to be tall. <laughs> That is true. Narisa does like being up on the top bunk. She does like being tall. See, when I was trying to think about what that was referring to, I thought it was about later on. No. Because we see Ikubo on top of a tower. Ikubo's already tall, though. You know what? You're right. But maybe he just wants to be taller. (laughs) Although all the uh, members of the Chizuku Zone like standing on top of things like High above everyone else. That's just what it's like being a cat. <laughs> are you implying that all the members of the Jusuku Zone are cats? Prove me wrong. I can't. Hmm. They are cats. Uh, anyways, they're shooting stars, and we remember the first episode. Yes. Yuriko's there, and so is Akane. Yes. And it turns out that Shiho is missing. Ooh. Oh, well, before we get Shio is missing, we get something that comes up throughout the episode. Because Akane tells them about a god who protects the mountain. So if you break a branch without permission, the gods will punish you. But, like, this is not a truth story. You know, it's probably someone who wants to preserve nature. But, uh, Narisa says she will make a wish to the gods of the mountain. And Honoka asks, what is she... What are you going to pray for? She's like, that I wake up at six o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, God, that's a mood right there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, after that, Rina appears and says, have you seen Shiho? Like, we were at dinner together. And then we went back to our rooms. But now she's gone. And of course, since they were just talking about the mountain god uh, who punishes people, Yuriko's like, maybe she was spirited away by the god. But of course, Honoka says she wouldn't have been taken because she didn't do anything wrong. And then the lights go out. Mm. And I was like, is this the gods? They're like, everything that happens is like, god, this god of the mountains, just a real jerk, I guess. Honestly. So the other students, the vice principal and the principal, all come outside. And the vice principal says that they're looking into the power outage. And they all decide to split up and look for Shiho. Mm-hmm. Except for Honoka, who goes with the principal and the vice principal to turn back on the breaker. Uh, during this, the vice principal and the principal try and fight over the flashlight, because Honoka can't really see without... Them shining it on. But eventually the principal gets the flashlight and she's able to turn back on the lights. Yes. The the principal also says that if the vice principal wasn't here, they'd be able to solve this faster. For some reason in my notes, instead of writing she-ho, I wrote she-go. That's a different show. And that, that, mmm, um, is Kim Possible a magical girl show? Hmm. I'll put it on the Toby Determined list. Yeah. Um, we find out Shiho was just in the bath. Taking a bath. And she's completely fine. But then the wind starts picking up. And electricity starts traveling through those metal towers. I f- they have a name. They're, I think they're just, is that, that's not, that one's not a phone one. It's specifically an electric one. Um, I don't know anymore. I'm too tired. Insect. It's okay. 
It's all right. They're, they're those towers, you know, that have like... There's a bunch feet. of them right by my house. I've watched the episode. You know they are listeners. Uh, it's not important to the story. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kubo is up there and like all the water in the lake dries up and there's lightning. Yes. Um, and by morning, there's another power outage. Yep. And so while the uh, lacrosse team is out for a run... Uh, they, and the leaves in the trees start falling and they're like bright red and everyone's like, what's going on? This is not what's supposed to be happening right now. And they keep saying, oh, is this the fault of the gods? And then the trees just start falling (laughs) over. They just, (laughs) these trees are just like falling and they are, I was going to say something else besides falling, but I. Uh, they're falling down. I'm yelling timber. (laughs) I don't know what that song is. Anymore. I just know there's words from it. I'm also kind of tired, so this episode has tired energy. Mm-hmm. Listen to it. Listen to this episode at like 8 o'clock in the morning, or whenever is early for you, and you can join Or it. right before you go to bed. Yes. Leaves are also falling around where the science club is. And uh, the principals, someone asked the principals, like, what's going on? And the principal... It's like, I don't know, and he turns to Honoka, and says, Honoka, what's going on? Honoka's like, why are you asking me? Why would I know? Because you're the smart one. (laughs) We see that the vice principal by himself this time is working on the breaker. When a bunch of leaves just, like, start, like, building up on the glass and break through and just, like, attack him. Yep. So we learn that they are blocked in by the trees. The trees have like blocked them from leaving, mm-hmm. and the principals. All of the phones are down. Yep, the, the cell phones are working, and the landline's dead. Just like isolated from everyone. This was a different show. This would turn into a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Sure would. Uh, Honoka brings Nagisa back to the room to discuss about what's going on, and Nagisa's like, "Is it the Mountain God?" Honoka's like, "No." Even if there is a mountain god, he has no reason to be angry about, like, us. Like, we're not doing anything wrong. The more likely situation is that it's the Zuku zone. And Honoka, not Honoka, Nifo and Mipple do say that, uh, they feel a strong presence and it's nearby. So, you know what time it is, folks. It's a pretty here time. So they start heading out and they can feel the presence is in the lake. And that's where Ikubo shows up. They're not in the lake yet, they're like white by the edge. Uh-huh. Yes. So they make it to the lake and my notes scroll back up somehow. Um, so he shows up and he just kinda stands there, just like looking at them, and they're like, What are you waiting for? And he's like, Transform and they're like, hmm. And then he blasts them with energy and they're like, Okay, we'll transform. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, okay, dude, chill. He says, so that is it. And they're like, what? Wh- what's it? What's going on? And Meeple and Mipple seem pretty concerned because this is somehow learned him to figure out where wisdom is. We learned that since they're all the guardians of the stone, whenever they transform, wisdom reacts. And he's able to sense the slightest of movements. Ikubo's just... It has those sharp eyes. Ikubo, what do your evil eyes see? I guess you could say elf eyes. He has pointy ears. He's a piccolo. Yes. What do your Namekian ears hear? (laughs) So this starts a fight 
Uh, Naisa tries to attack him, but he throws her at Honoka, and they break through the fence and fall right into the lake. Mm-hmm. And this is where we get a scene from the intro. Yes. Of, uh, it's Naisa, like, pulling Honoka back up to her feet. Uh, Rio- <laughs> I can't read my notes. Naisa almost gets the jump on Ikubo, but he's- far too fast like he's just too strong like he's like flickering in and out so they can't really touch him yes he's using the technique called instant transmission where you can lock onto an energy signal and teleport there going through a second dimension um this is the dragon ball z joke (laughs) god it's been so long since i watched dragon ball z but i guess he is a piccolo so it works for him uh, my next note, I don't know how they get there, but uh, Ikubo talks about what equality means, and I need to read what he says <laughs> word for word. Oh, yes, because he ends up, like, uh, blasting them into the side of the wall, and he says it's time for him to take the stones, and they're like, no, we're not gonna fucking give you the stones, even if he's stronger than them, we're gonna protect them. And then he says they're under a misconception that not all living things are equal. Uh, Ikubo says that it was made... For the sake of oh, a- Hold on, I have the words verbatim right. here. Alright. Equality is a word created for the sake of a handful of superior rulers and for the rest of the people to live by. What is that even- That's not- That sentence doesn't, like, syntactically make sense in my brain. I don't know. Maybe what he's trying to say is that- The people at the top are equal and everybody else serves them? Yeah, you know, it's like Animal Farm. All animals are created equal- but some are more equal than others. Mm. For some reason, I thought you were going to say Animal Crossing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is going what on? Is, <laughs> what does Tom Nook have to do with anything? Uh, nothing that's going on now. What I think maybe he's saying is that, like, the rulers made, like, the idea of, like, people being equal. To, like, I don't, you know, I don't know where I'm going with that. It doesn't make any sense. Um, and then they go to hit their finishing move, but he no-sells it and just takes all of the energy and opens a portal into the dark, the, the dimension between. Yes. Um, and just rips wisdom out of it. Yep. And he apparently knows all this stuff, like where wisdom is and like how to get wisdom out here because he's the number two in the dark world. I guess the Jakku King has all this information too. But he can't do anything because he's chained to a mountain for now. Yep. And he takes wisdom and he's gone. He says he'll be back for the last two. Why doesn't he just take them now? Oh, because he's got to go put the wisdom in the dark zone. That's true. Uh, Everyone's really upset by their loss. And that's the episode. That's it. Mm -hmm. Get you love, love mode. Get you love, love mode. And next time... It's time for them to fight Ikebo. Wow, this episode's really short. Yeah, it's because we're sick. Yeah. And tired. Yeah. <laughs> That's just how it be sometimes. So next episode, we're going to get a fight. And the way the preview mentions it is it doesn't seem like this fight goes well for the Pretty Cures. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Not particularly. It does end in what? This is episode 23. Three more episodes, so. Mm-hmm. Who knows what will happen? I know. But who else knows? Not me. I don't know nothing. 
Well, if you want to tell us if you know what's happening or not, but, but no spoilers. But don't tell us. Don't tell us what happens. Just tell us if you know it. Yes, you can find us on Twitter at Prepod Engage, and if you want you to find me and talk about it with me in like I don't know a DM or something to hide the spoilers, you can find me on Twitter at Prepod. No, why did I almost just plug the Twenty Year Podcast again? You can find me at magical underscore pride. I'm very tired. Mm-hmm. And you can find me on Twitter at madlobotanist. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. Um, I'm sick. <laughs> uh, you can also find another podcast I do, Kids and Their Dog, on Twitter at Kids and Their Dog. It's a Scooby-Doo movie review and recap podcast. It's about to hit its second year anniversary. Uh, by the time this comes out, we'll pretty m- the episode might be up for patrons. Um, it's fun, and I enjoy it doing it. Um, we're I say it on the next episode that goes up. Um, but if you listen to this show and you also listen to that show, send us your favorite bits from the other show, and I might do a clip show or something. Ooh, could be fun. Mm-hmm. All right. So until next time, we need your help, Meepo. Meepo.